It's Friday, September 25th, 2020, and from the Pennsylvania Environmental Council, this is Pennsylvania Legacies. I'm Josh Rollerson. For decades, Pittsburgh's Hazelwood neighborhood was a thriving industrial zone, a stop for coal barges making their way down the Monongahela River, feeding the colossal steel mill that, at its apex, employed thousands of workers in the neighborhood. With the steel industry's collapse late in the 20th century, the heart of Hazelwood's economy stopped beating. But the river rolled on, and the neighborhood persisted. By the late 1990s, when the LTV steel plant closed, the city of Pittsburgh, along with partners in state and county government and the local philanthropic community, were already looking at redeveloping large brownfield sites along the city's three rivers. And in short order, a consortium of local foundations incorporated as Elmano LP acquired the site of the former LTV plant and quickly got to work on environmental remediation. That was 2002. Today, the property known as Hazelwood Green is the last of Pittsburgh's big riverfront redevelopment projects, and it's already well underway. With a new bike and pedestrian-friendly street plan in place, and with commercial tenants moving into the renovated Mill 19 building, it's time to tackle one of the site's most promising and challenging features. That would be a 1.3-mile strip of riverfront, which the site's owners have committed to making a public green space, connecting the community with the water for the first time in a generation. That's where the Pennsylvania Environmental Council comes in. Peck is the recipient of a Department of Conservation and Natural Resources grant with matching funds from Almano to support a master planning process for the riverfront at Hazelwood Green. Working with Pittsburgh-based environmental planning and design, we're engaging Hazelwood residents to imagine what the space could look like and the role it might play in the life of the community. As part of that effort, on the podcast, we're collecting neighborhood stories and amplifying neighborhood voices, and we'll be bringing you that content in the weeks ahead. But today, to kick things off, let's learn a bit more background about the project, the players, and the plan to create a more people-centric riverfront in Hazelwood. I recently spoke with Todd Stern, Managing Director with U3 Advisors, which is overseeing the broader Hazelwood Green Initiative on Almano's behalf. We are advisors to large nonprofit institutions, municipalities uh, around the country, and began working with Almano on all aspects of real estate development and management at Hazelwood Green about a year and a half ago. That means both day-to-day site management uh, and having an awareness of all of the various projects that are happening on the site. It certainly includes the riverfront, and it also includes Almano's efforts at vertical development, working with developers and with potential tenants to build mixed-use office, residential, uh, retail, food uh, on the site over time. We're here today to talk about the riverfront component of this, but uh, can you paint the the larger picture a little bit. What all is happening in Hazelwood right now and how did that come about? Well, so as as your your listeners may know, the neighborhood of Hazelwood completed its neighborhood plan within the past year in which they articulated a whole host of aspirations for the growth of the neighborhood over time. One of those aspirations included reintegrating Hazelwood Green and the waterfront into the neighborhood of which it's a part, which of course is Hazelwood. So so certainly that put the riverfront squarely on the agenda for us. At the same time, over the last couple of years, there's been an increasing amount of development activity at Hazelwood Green. 
you'll know that the Mill 19 building is now open and continues to lease. The iconic Roundhouse building is now under construction. Our two-acre green space plaza is also under construction and we hope we'll be opening uh, before the end of 2020. And at the same time, in the background, Almano's conversations with developers and potential large tenants have also continued. And so there has been a degree of momentum and we felt that this was the right time to bring the waterfront back into the discussion. Let's look at that property then. This is kind of a unique, kind of a distinctive piece of land. What's special about this parcel? What are some of the challenges that we're going to have to deal with? And where do you see it going? What kind of possibilities do you envision for, for this piece of land? It is an iconic and unique landscape, owing both to the really dramatic grades between Hazelwood Green, the land site, down to the water along these, these old um, slag and, and natural rock formation cliffs. Uh, so certainly the grade is one of the challenges, but the other uh, really interesting and iconic feature about the site are these old post-industrial historical artifacts. And by that I'm referring to these old uh, coal loaders and bridges and barges and mooring cells that I think make this a really unique part, uh, landscape and waterfront for, for Pittsburgh and for the region. So the challenge is to both honor and respect that historical industrial context while also making it safe and compelling for visitors to come and spend time there. I think that that can be done with creative and thoughtful landscaping and wayfinding and signage solutions. Uh, but that's one of the one of the challenges we have is is integrating what is a narrow constrained site with a steep slope and these post-industrial fixtures with with you know cool and welcoming uh, landscaping and placemaking features that that make it a warm environment for folks to come in. And, and this is kind of where the community comes in because we're going to be looking to neighborhood residents specifically to provide input on how best to do that, how to make this a space where people will want to gather, will feel like it's part of their community in a way that also, you know, that that, that preserves this legacy of these old industrial buildings and also makes it, you know, a usable space for recreation and, and whatever it is that people want, want to do there. So tell me a bit about the master planning process that we're just beginning to embark upon. Uh, why is it so important to involve the community and, and how is that being done? So a couple of things I want to say about the process. First of all, it began several months ago with what I would call early and fairly technical due diligence our fantastic landscape architecture firm, uh, Environmental Planning and Design, based in Pittsburgh, had to really grapple with a lot of the unique existing conditions of the site. And by that, I mean both the slopes, uh, as well as the presence of rail lines that run through the waterfront, um, as well as these sort of different overpasses and underpasses around the rail that can potentially provide us access to the water. So a lot of our time in the early months was just spent understanding that physical landscape. Subsequently, and more recently, we've begun to more deeply engage with our advisory committee, which I can speak more about, to begin to solicit their input, uh, to educate them, to bring them back to the waterfront. Many had, you know, most most folks in Pittsburgh have not been to the Hazelwood waterfront in decades, if ever. 
And so a lot of it was just reintroducing that kind of wild landscape back to uh, its residents. Having accomplished that, we will, in the middle of October, be hosting uh, charrettes or small group planning uh, environments where we will bring folks to Hazelwood Green and with the aid of visual tools like maps and drawings, uh, invite people to share their aspirations and hopes for what the site could be and also tell them a little bit about what we've learned so far about the, the waterfront. Subsequent to gaining all of that input, we'll then sort of go back to the skunk works and try to make sense of it all, you know, to, to try to mesh the existing conditions of the site with the most that we can do in optimizing people's aspirations for what the waterfront should be. Given how important it is to have the community buy-in and have the community input, have these conversations with folks that live in Hazelwood, how do you go about that, particularly in this awkward context, uh, I guess that's one way of putting it, that we're in with this pandemic? How do you, how do you safely convene all these stakeholders and gather the input you know, in a responsible way? Very, very difficult. Um, in terms of physical gathering, clearly it's an enormous priority of ours to ensure that this happens in a safe and responsible way. And so when we do plan these small group charrettes or gatherings in the middle of October, we'll be doing them outdoors, socially distanced, with masks, and limiting the amount of people that will, that will be with us at any given time so that we can interact in an intimate setting but also keep people appropriately spaced. That's one aspect of our engagement. The other is we're using all of the digital tools at our disposal. So folks can go to our website at hazelwoodgreen.com to learn more about our work at the waterfront and also to complete a survey that asks for their input and thoughts about what we're doing at the water. Uh, and then we also maintain a, a Twitter handle at Hazelwood Green. People should feel free to tweet at us and share their observations and comments. So we hope that with these digital tools, with feedback from a survey, uh, and with the charrettes that we're planning, we'll be able to get a diverse and deep cross-section of the community's input. And we'll share you know, links and more information in the show notes for this episode about all the ways that people can be involved. Looking forward, what's the timeline for the master planning process? And then looking beyond that, what, what, what happens next and, and when? The master planning process is expected to go through the summer of 2021. Subsequent to that, it's really difficult to say how quickly we'll be able to really open up the water. It just depends on a lot of factors that at the moment are, are not entirely in our control. Some of that revolves around our fundraising activities and how successful we are. Some of it also revolves around the process of working with our uh, industrial partners on the site, as well as local and state agencies to ensure that we have the proper permits and approvals. And so it's a little bit hard for me to predict how long some of those conversations may take. Todd Stern with you three on behalf of Elmano and a, and a whole cast of characters, a lot of stakeholders involved in this project. Thank you so much for taking some time to talk about what's happening at Hazelwood Green and we'll be keeping in touch going forward. Thanks for being on the show, Todd. Thank you.
We'll have links in the episode description for the survey Todd mentioned, as well as more information on the Hazelwood Green Project and the Riverfront Master Planning process. If you're in the area, be sure to join us for a series of community collaboration events to be held October 15th through the 17th. We'll share details on those gatherings as they become available. And that's all for this edition of Pennsylvania Legacies. Glad you could join us and hope you'll be back for the next episode coming up a week after next. We post the latest every other Friday at peckpa.org. That's our website. But of course, you can also get this podcast uh, all the other places where podcasts are found, including but not limited to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player.fm, Google Play, and many others. All of our past episodes are archived on the website. You can listen to them there. Again, it's peckpa.org. For the Pennsylvania Environmental Council, I'm Josh Rollerson, and thanks for listening. Music.